Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Next is now. We're very pleased to be joined now by First District Congressman Blake Moore joins us on the line to talk about uh, some things that are getting put into some of these bills that uh, we've been watching. We've heard rumblings about things happening around the IRS and uh, tracking the inflows of accounts and uh, where where those possibly could cause problems uh, for individual citizens. Congressman, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Boyd. So is this one more of those where if uh, government uh, just does more and more, they're going to be so intrusive into our lives that we're really not going to have a whole lot left? Well, this is a fundamental shift in simple bank or credit union accounts. And it's a, it's a complete shift. The Democrat leadership is proposing a massive spending package. I think we all know that. They, they, the, that's been communicated far and wide. But what hasn't been communicated is how they're going to pay for it. Mm. You know, President Biden talks about how it's going to cost zero dollars. That falls on a lot of deaf ears. I don't think people actually believe that. But the way that they go about doing it is putting IRS agents intimately involved in virtually every American bank account, right? And um, that's what's going on here. Unconstitutional infringement, massive privacy concerns. And if no other reason, if those two aren't big enough, which they are, (laughs) the compliance costs that will will be taken on by our banks and credit unions will be direct costs passed on to consumers, all to find people that are extra income to be able to pay for these spending priorities. Yeah, uh, fascinating. So let's let's kind of break that down into those three components. Uh, so again, this is something that's being tucked in as as part of this. Uh, what was the three point five trillion? Who knows what it will be tomorrow? The Democrats are sort of uh, negotiating with themselves on the uh, price tag of that. But uh, as the congressman mentioned, part of the pay for is for the IRS to, in the name of collecting, you know, against uh, the the wealthy, uh, anyone who has uh, inflows on accounts over six hundred dollars, uh, the IRS will be able to require those institutions, banks, credit unions, other financial institutions to give that information to the IRS. So let's talk about it first and foremost from uh, just a security uh, and a privacy standpoint. Uh, what does this do to the to the average person? This doesn't sound like going after the, the wealthy and the well-connected. This sounds like it's everybody. That dollar figure is the first immediate thing that shows that it will be every single person's account is potentially uh, under scrutiny here. Even if they raised it, though, I mean, this is giving the government access into your spending patterns, information that they can get through a third party uh, income statements and the taxes that they're going to levy anyway. So it's it, this is just above and beyond trying to siphon off 
revenue, again, to pay for these priorities. But the, the big security concern, the government doesn't take as good a care of our private information as a financial institution that, you know, employs tons of cyber professionals. And they focus heavily on this. You look at all of the banks and credit cards and credit unions. This is a big priority for them. They they keep people's financial records much more secure than I trust our governments to be able to do. And so those are two sides of the coin. You get into the constitutional infringement type of stuff, but just the sheer concerns that I have with people's privacy. Yeah, and and just being able to have that data protected uh, on many of these very antiquated systems, I think, within the, the IRS. I know earlier uh, this week you joined uh, with Congressman uh, Tom Emmer and other colleagues in sending a letter uh, to uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and to the Ways and Means Chair and uh, you know talking about, hey, that we have to protect the privacy rights of Utah families along with credit unions and uh, others as we get into this compliance component uh, in terms of some of that burdensome regulation. Tell us about that. One additional thing is our banks and our credit unions, they don't want to have to pass on additional costs to their consumers. Like they have their customers in mind here. And I'm getting I'm getting constituents reaching out saying they're they're major concerns with this. And so the system hopefully is working to push back on this. And you cannot look at this as a red versus blue issue. This is going to affect every American. This is not just a target at the wealthy. You hear that so much that it's it's such a it's it, to me it's so insincere when you just say that we want the wealthy to to cover all of the spending that we're going to do. Um, this is that this will be levied against every every single account holder, basically, when they're talking those numbers. Yeah, and it seems like such a uh, fake fight. We know that in the fiscal year that just ended at the end of September, that they reported that the IRS income has never been greater. This was the greatest increase in tax revenue in 44 years. Over $4 trillion came in. And so uh, this saying, hey, anyone who's got an account over $600, we got to be able to track you too because everyone's got to pay their fair share, uh, to me just uh, rings a little bit hollow. It rings hollow. And that's the best point to take away from this is, when you create a system that your economy can thrive in a globally competitive environment, you will raise revenues. That's a healthy way to raise revenues. That's what happens when companies can compete, when we have onshoring, when we don't lose, com- when we don't lose revenues for, for companies needing to, to, to leave our borders and maybe go set up shops somewhere else into a more tax environment friendly place. We will raise revenues um, if we're competitive and, you know, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, that, that that type of environment is what makes that possible. I don't know why Democrats want to go away from it. I have work in, in constituents that I'm meeting with that started a task force on debt and deficit. That's the first part about how we go about getting our, our debt to GDP ratios in the opposite direction is those revenues that we're able to, to raise organically. Yeah. Uh, just real quickly, I want to hit this idea of just the regulatory cost or the compliance cost of this. We know that many citizens in the state of Utah uh, do use that local bank or that credit union. Uh, is this just one more kind of veiled attempt to to consolidate uh, and to push some of those people out of the market? There's no way a, a small bank or a credit union can compete uh, with the kind of oversight and the number of people it would take to be compliant uh, with this kind of complex strategy coming out of the IRS. I've heard it from across the financial services industry. This is broadly opposed by them. 
this is not cost that they want to push on to their their consumers. Mm-hmm. Their margins are already so small. To provide everybody a bank account and to do it in a sort of a free checking account type of way, like sometimes banks and credit unions lose money on that, right? Mm-hmm. They are doing their very best to keep costs low for consumers and stay competitive. Adding these types of compliance measures just because you have some spending priorities that you don't, that you're scared to, you're politically, President Biden is scared to add a bunch of taxes onto our system. So what are they doing? They're going to go try to find it in all of these different uh, accounts. Yeah. And that's just going to add more cost. Yeah. That is, that, and that doesn't target the wealthy. That targets the lower, that, that targets all classes. That targets yeah. middle class. It targets tip earners, everything. It is across the board a horrible plan that is in, disingenuous. And, you know, we're, I'm signing on to everything that I possibly can and, and getting involved in the community, hearing from people trying to push this back, the, the Utah delegations uh, consistent with this. And I, and I think there's going to be some backing away from this, from Democrat leadership. Uh, and uh, again, I think it's a one of those where I don't think it's that we have a, a tax or a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Uh, and we'll come back to that one on another day. But uh, Congressman Blake Moore, appreciate your efforts on this. Uh, this is a really important one from a privacy standpoint, a constitutionality standpoint, and for customers, uh, both in terms of who has access to your data and your privacy uh, and costs that will surely be passed on to every American. Uh, Representative Blake Moore, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Wood. Uh, some great insight there, and uh, interesting. Uh, Congressman Moore mentioned that uh, he thought that the Democratic leadership might back away a little bit from this proposal that they had, which was again anything over six hundred dollars, uh, and just uh, that has come out from the Democratic caucus that uh, they are now going to raise that threshold uh, from six hundred dollars uh, to ten thousand dollars a year. Uh, and so again, it's part of this negotiation, part of the back and forth that's going on in our nation's capital. Uh, and part of this something that's being tucked into a bill that is yet to be completed and written, a bill that uh, has already gone from five and a half trillion to three and a half trillion. Now it looks like it's going to rock in at about uh, two trillion ish. Uh, what will be cut? What will be kept? Will this provision with the IRS being able to get information on any account you have uh, that has over ten thousand dollars of inflows in a given year? Uh, it's going to continue to come up. And again, the the issue is not just the dollars and cents, although they have framed this as a way to collect more tax revenue. Uh, they have framed this as a way uh, to uh, make sure that the, the wealthy are paying their fair share. And again, those are a lot of the talking points coming out of the Democratic Party. Uh, the, the policy itself is one that has a lot of flaws in terms of constitutionality, privacy and security concern, data privacy and concerns for sure. Uh, and is this really going to move the needle? And is this one more thing we should be arming or weaponizing the IRS to do uh, is to look at these kinds of accounts? So we're going to continue to monitor this, especially as uh, negotiations continue in Washington, D.C. around uh, the social spending bill from President Biden. And uh, we'll track all of that as we continue here on Inside Sources. Uh, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour break. And when we come back, uh, we know we are waiting for a news conference to be coming out of Florida. And we will pick that up as soon as that goes live. And uh, we'll continue on with a host of other conversations on a very busy day here at KSL News Radio. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.